and amen. Hallelujah. Well, go with me tonight to the book of John chapter 17. And uh, we want to minister over the next little bit on this subject, carriers of the glory. Carriers of the glory. And uh, the Lord has been talking to us for some number of months uh, about the glory and, and preparing ourselves for the glory. And uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Michelle, maybe last week, Pastor Michelle ministered to all of the children's ministers, the children's workers, and talked about the glory of God that was going to be manifest in those services and in their services. And, of course, it is and it will continue to be. Uh, but carriers of the glory. And what I want to focus on tonight is uh, uh, we're going to read John 17. And what I want to focus on is this glory that Jesus spoke about here. John 17 and uh, verse 20. Jesus said, Neither pray I thee for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So John 17 is that prayer that Jesus prayed, the high priestly prayer of Jesus, for his disciples and for us. Notice, so he's not praying for them only, but them. he's praying for us because we believed on him through their word. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they may be one in us. That the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one even as we are one. So we see this glory that he wants us to walk in is this uniting factor. All right? It's a uniting factor. It makes us one. What makes us one is the glory that's in each of us. It's the same glory that God gave Jesus. Very same glory. Now, I, I want to I take the time tonight. We're kind of introducing this tonight because I want to take the time tonight to talk about what qualifies us for the glory. Now, the easy answer right there is that, well, the blood of Jesus qualifies me for the glory. It does. The blood of Jesus is what paid the price for everything that qualifies you. All right? But there are things that had to happen to cause us to be qualified for the glory. Now, don't, don't shrink back from that word. Because when I say qualified, not qualified in yourself, qualified by your own works. Remember what the, the Apostle Paul said? He made the statement that, 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 that God had, had uh, uh, made us meet or made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. God had to make you able to partake of that. Is that right? There were things before Christ that you weren't able to partake of. You had to be qualified to partake of them. Right? And, and, and what's happened sometimes in, in, in the church world is we, we shrink back from words like that. Qualified, uh, you know, uh, works, different things like that. Well, listen. If I didn't qualify, if God didn't make me qualified, I'm in trouble. There are things that he did that qualified me to carry this glory. 
Let's 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 start right here. Let's go over to Second Corinthians chapter five. And this is where we'll start. Second Corinthians chapter five. Glory to God. Everybody say out loud, I'm so glad he qualified me. Verse 14, for the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge if one died for all, then we're all dead. So one died for all and all were so all were dead in sin. Is that right? So when you came to Christ, you were not just a sinner, you were a dead sinner. You were the walking dead. You were dead in trespasses and sin. Is that right? And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. All right? So notice, and that he died for all, Now, he died for, this is important to understand. He died for everybody. And and notice, in his mind, he died for everyone. Everyone's not going to receive what he did, but he died for everyone. For every person in the earth, the price has been paid for their salvation. The price to qualify for the glory has been paid. Everybody's not going to receive it. But it says that he died for all, that they which live. Now now understand, how do we live? We were dead in sin. When we got born again, we became alive. And notice, they that live should not from then on, henceforth, we don't use that word a lot. Uh, You know, you don't go up to anybody and go, well now from henceforth. From should not henceforth, from then on, from the time you got born again, from the time you got saved, you should not live to yourself. Now, people, people make a mistake with this. Just, just live, you know, uh, just for me. And, the, and they mean just going after what I want and what I desire. It, it, it carries a deeper connotation. We don't live under the person we used to be. We live unto him who died for them. And rose again. Oh, hallelujah. So see, I was dead. I got born again. I became alive. And I don't live after that anymore. I live unto Him. Right? I live unto Him. Wherefore. uh, Now notice, when you see the word wherefore, it's describing what what He was talking about beforehand. In light of the fact that we don't live unto ourselves, but unto Him. Therefore, from here on out, we know no man after the flesh. We know no man after the flesh. Tell your neighbor, say, I don't know you after the flesh. Why? why, why? Because the flesh, the, the flesh part of you, does not identify you anymore. And, and understand something. The flesh is not just your body. The, the flesh was your old lifestyle. The flesh was your old dead spirit that passed away. Amen. 
We don't know any man after the flesh, though we've known Christ after the flesh. Henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, in light of all that's been said, therefore, if any man, say any man, if any man be in Christ, notice what this says, he is a new creature. Is that right? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I don't know any man after the flesh that's born again because any man that's born again is a new creature. A new creation. Old things have passed away. The first thing that had to happen for me to qualify to carry the glory was I had to become a new creature. You couldn't put the glory in the old container. Because the, the glory not only, the glory wouldn't fit in the old container. Glory to God. The first thing that had to happen was I had to be made a new creature. See? And, and what happens when people talk about themselves like the old creature and they talk about themselves like they're a sinner and they talk about themselves like they don't qualify for the things of God. They're saying, I'm not a good receptacle for this glory. See, in yourself, in your, you got to understand this, in your flesh, in your old sinful nature, you did not qualify for the glory. But when you became born again and you became a new creature in Christ Jesus, you immediately qualified for the glory immediately and that and that's why you don't know any new creature after the flesh is it including yourself i don't know myself after the flesh this is important hallelujah the first thing that happened was i qualified by becoming a new creature Old things are passed away. All things are become new. Now, how many things does all encompass? Does the Bible say all things have become new? Then all things have become new. And notice, all things are of God. Beautiful word, of. All things are of God. I qualify for the glory because I am of God. I'm of Him. First uh, John says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Most Christians that you know make too light a matter of that. I am of God. I am of Him. Preposition of. The substance, the channel, the place something came from. I came from God. Who else said, I came from God? Jesus said, I came from God. I came from God. And when people hear you say that, they think, they think, oh, look here. Oh, he's thinking too much of himself. No, you're thinking too fleshly. You think I'm saying this flesh body came from God. It belongs to God. God created it. But my spirit that this flesh body is carrying around came out of God. 
came out of the Father. Your spirit came out of the Father. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit is spotless. Your spirit is wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. Your spirit can't sin, doesn't want to sin, will not sin. Amen. When, when the flesh is allowed to have the ascendancy, the flesh will sin. The, the, i got to be careful. The, the flesh is just a dog. The flesh will do whatever the, that you will allow it to do. But you got to dumb down your perfect spirit to allow the flesh to have the ascendancy. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? You came out of God. And you cannot think of yourself in that light and think less of yourself. Hallelujah. Well, I don't want to think too much of myself. You can't because all things are of God. It's not about you. You didn't do it. You didn't, you didn't produce it. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't cause it to happen. The only thing you did was believe God. God did the work. God did, God did, God did the remaking. God did the, the new creation. Hallelujah. God did the qualifying. I just did the receiving. I got the easy part. I'm helping you. So the first thing that had to happen was I had to be made a new creature. And make no mistake, you became new. You became brand new. And all those old things did pass away. And all things did become new. Now here's the thing. You can settle back into a fleshly way of life, and it can feel like all things are not new. Oh, hallelujah. But when, when, when you keep the pressure on this, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm a carrier of the glory. All those old things are passed away and everything has become new. You're, 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 you're keeping your spirit. This, this body has no purpose but to carry the real you around. That's it. This body enables you to do what God wants you to do in the earth. You should take care of it. You should keep it healthy. You should exercise it. But understand, the, the purpose of your body is not to look good, feel good, right? Or to be pampered. It's to carry your spirit around. So you can do the work of God. That's the purpose. Understand that. It has no other function. It should, it should never be in control. What, listen, remember what Paul said? He, said? he said, I make it a point that after I have preached to others, he said, I make it a point to do what I preach lest I be disqualified. I don't want to be disqualified. I qualified by believing on Jesus, and I became a new creature. Now, mm, look, look at something in Galatians 2. Hold your finger there. We'll come back. Because I want you to see something. I want you to see your death certificate. 
a familiar verse, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice, I am crucified with Christ. So in the mind of God, when Christ was crucified on the cross, you died with him. Listen, every person in the world, in God's mind, died with him. That doesn't mean everybody's saved. Everybody's got to see it. Nevertheless, I live. Well, not my flesh. My spirit. I live. Yet not I, but Christ. Now think about this. Christ lives in me. Christ lives through me. So it's the life of Christ that's on the inside of me. Oh, hallelujah. I died. The old me died. It was nailed on the cross with Christ. And just as sure as I died with Him, I was raised with Him, and now I'm seated with Him. But I died. I, I can tell you that I qualify for the glory because the old me died and a new man took his place. I qualify for the glory because I'm right now seated at the right hand of God the Father with my intercessor Jesus. I'm there with Him because I qualify for the glory. Hallelujah. And the life I now live in the flesh. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say the life you live is a flesh life. It says you live your life in the flesh. But notice how you live it. By the faith of the Son of God. I live this life by faith in what the Son of God did for me. What did He do for me? When I died, when He died, I died. When he rose, I rose. He made me a new creature in him. By faith in the, of, of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, go back to 2 Corinthians 5. So, are you clear that you died? The old you died? Then why would you ever talk about yourself in terms of a dead man? He's dead. Is that right? The old you died. It was crucified with Christ. You're a new creature. You have to be a new creature because you were raised with Christ. Ah. Uh, verse uh, 19. To wit, God was in Christ. Now, God is in you. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, what I'm trying to get you to see is why would you ever talk about yourself in derogatory terms? You're the temple of the living God in the earth. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses 
unto them or holding their sin against them and has put in us, the King James says committed, it means put in us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you, watch, in Christ's stead. You are on the earth in the place of Jesus. And every time you witness to somebody, every time you tell them what God can do for them, it's just like Jesus is saying it to them. And carriers of the glory that should be carriers of the glory throughout churches all around the nation, amen, uh, 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 put themselves down, put themselves down in a place God says that it's just like Jesus is talking to that person and we talk about how we're nothing. You carry around God. I qualify for the glory. You understand? We're just on point one. I qualify for the glory. For, now notice that this is so important. We can stand in Christ's stead for or because he made him Jesus to be sin for us who did not know sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I qualify, number one, because I'm a new creature. I qualify, secondly, because I'm in right standing with God. Say it out loud. I am in right standing with God. I'm right with God. See, we think right with God meaning my sins are forgiven. That's part of it. I am in right standing with God right now. And nothing can change that. There's nothing the devil can do that's powerful enough to change that. Because I'm a new creature. Isn't it interesting? He had to make me a new creature and then he made me right with God. I'm right with God. I qualify. I qualify for the glory. Everything Jesus was, I became. Now see, people hear that and they think, well, I'm not perfect. We're not talking perfection. We're talking about everything that God gave Jesus, He gave us. Not perfection. I'm not talking perfection. There there had to be one perfect man that lived perfect. Amen. To to make the way for everyone. Glory to God. Now notice this. Mm. Let's. uh, I'm righteous. You're righteous. Go over here to Romans chapter 8. I don't know why I got my notes out. I'm not using them. I, I want you to see this. Glory to God. Say it out loud. I qualify for the glory. See, what stops people from walking into the deeper things of God is somehow they think they're not qualified. Well, I don't want people to think I think too much of myself. You, you, you're not thinking too much of yourself. You're making much of Him. 
This is important. Well, I just can't overcome that. So what you're saying is that there's not enough power, beings as God lives in you, there's not enough power in you to overcome that. No, it's your, it's your thought. It's my thought about me, about this thing, about my flesh. The more you talk about the flesh, the stronger the flesh gets. The more you talk about the spirit and the glory, the stronger that gets. Why do you think the Bible says, you can quote it with me, 1 John 4, 4, what's it say? Greater is he. Say that louder one more time. I still don't think I heard you. What would you say? Is that true? Then the greater one is in you. And he's greater than what? Anything that's in the world. Is that right? Don't, don't diminish that. By talking about how, I, I heard somebody, I saw an interview the other day. Uh, I didn't see the interview. I saw the, the, the blurb interview. And it was, it was a well-known Christian actor and a well-known Christian singer talking about how hard it was to live for God. And I almost couldn't help myself but say, it's because you're not doing it right. Brother Billy, living in sin was hard. The wages of sin is death. That's hard. The Bible says living for God is life and life more abundantly. What I'm trying to get you to see is this. When you talk about how you're a carrier of the glory, I'm a new creature, God is on the inside of me, then what begins to happen is that begins to take the ascendancy. Amen. You know, we, we, we tell these kind of stories, but John Lake used to look in the mirror every day of his life and say, there's a man that God lives on the inside of. And we think, boy, wasn't that wonderful. No, no, that's not just a shouting point. That when you look in the mirror, you need to see the temple of God. When you look in the mirror, you need to see somebody that God, you need to see somebody that's God-possessed. Hallelujah. That, that, because I qualify. I carry the glory. Hallelujah. Do, do, do you see that? In, in, in the Old Covenant, the, the First Covenant, we know, we know about, about the, the glory of God residing in the Ark of the Covenant, residing in the temple, and residing in the holy place. Isn't it interesting that there were only certain men that qualified to carry the glory? It had to be the priest. It had to be those with a high anointing. Couldn't be a doorkeeper. Because they were doing something for God, but they didn't qualify. Amen. Did you understand? They had to qualify to carry the glory. The Bible says, though, that when Jesus died, He broke down that middle wall of partition. He made it possible for everybody. That's why He says, you are priests and kings under your God. You all qualify to carry the glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why when, when, when the veil split, it was an evidence and a, and a shadow 
that the way was open to God. But it was also evidence that there was now the opportunity for everybody to partake of the glory. Everybody can. Because we qualify. He qualified us. Isn't that good? Tell your neighbor, say, God qualified you. When, when, you think, when you think of each other that way, you qualify to carry the glory. You won't get offended at people. You won't get mad at people. They, they qualify to carry the glory. They're a child of God. They're a son or a daughter of God. If you get mad at your brother, it's because you're thinking like the world. The world just gets mad at people indiscriminately. They just throw a fit on each other. I'm telling you, believers aren't supposed to live that way. It is, it is, it is anti-Christian nature for you to get offended. And when you get offended, you're not acting like a believer. You're acting like a sinner. Well, I have a right to get offended. That's what sinners say. They have a right. Got my rights. I'm going to hurt my feelings that way. Well, they're a sinner. They think about themselves. You don't think about yourself. You think about the other person. I don't know why I went there for a moment, but I did. But, but you got, you got to, that's how you got, that's how you got to think about that. When you look at your brother, they carry the glory. They are, they are bone of my bone, blood of my blood, flesh of my flesh. God is their father. Jesus is their brother. We are family. Uh-huh, somebody got it. Right? And, and you don't get offended because they qualified the same way you qualified. That's why the Bible says we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. I can't take credit for anything God's done in my life. God did it. God, God saved me. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. God blessed me. God healed me. God, God did it. God did it. Yeah, but I believe, yeah, you believed God. And I believed His Word. And you believed God's Word. Yet yeah, you, you did the easy part. You just believed God. God did it. I believed God and I qualified. This is important. Because where God's bringing us to, we can't act like the world. And expect the glory to keep manifesting. And that's, that's not just sin, what, what, we, what we call open sin. It's attitudes, it's mindsets, it's heart conditions. The, the glory goes deeper than the external. Because you can clean up the external and put it on an act. But the internal is not, it's, it's not that way. What, what's in you will come out. If you get offended, it was in there. If you get angry and throw a fit, it was in there. Listen, I'm talking to me too. I'm not just talking to you. I'm not saying you're doing this and I'm not doing anything. I'm trying to explain to you. When you begin to see yourself as qualified for the glory, it makes you say, okay, listen, I'm not living for myself anymore. I'm not going to get upset whenever I want to. The world says you need to vent. God says you need to kill it. You keep venting and you give it power. 
Because next time somebody makes you mad, you'll want to vent. And then you'll want to vent. Amen. You didn't know how much you liked coffee till you tried to quit drinking it. <laughs> right? You don't know how much you like to be offended till you try to stop. Because getting offended makes you feel like you're right. And whenever you got to be right all the time, then that means in your mind, everybody else is wrong. Everybody else. Have you ever been around somebody like everybody else is wrong? What they are saying is the most important thing that there is to hear. They'll interrupt you. You'll be talking. They'll say, well, let me tell you this. Like what I got to say is so much more important than what you got to say. Because I have so much wisdom and knowledge, obviously what I have to say is so important. Amen. I'm going to get back over here, I promise. Amen. And, and, and the more I get offended, the more right I think I am. I had a right. I had a right to act that way. I had a right to get offended. I had a right to pop off. I had a right. I had a right to tell them a thing or two. But here's the problem. If he died for all, then I don't live for myself. I live to him. Can you ever see Jesus getting offended? Just popping off? Giving a piece of his mind? Tell you something, you bunch of dumb Jewish religious people. You can't hear Jesus saying things like that. See, it's important because we're carriers of the glory. He qualified me to carry the glory. I, I don't want to live after myself. Well, Pastor, that's a tall order. Not if you live from the greater one. Okay, Lord, I'll say that. See, you think it's hard because you're focused on what they did to you. And not on what your response should be. Did you hear what I said this morning? That Listen, when trouble comes, your job is don't let it get your peace. How do I know I won? It didn't get my peace. Because, listen, people will try to offend you. And they won't, they, they won't even know they're doing it. Your jobs don't let it get your peace. Yeah, but if they'd have said to me what they said to you, well, number one, you don't know that. And, and if, if, if I would have acted the same way, it still doesn't change what Jesus said. He said, it's, it's unavoidable. Offenses will come. Just don't be offended. Why? I carried the glory. Don't sacrifice the glory for anything. Because you qualify. Do, do you see that? Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, Everybody's got that neighbor that just has got to be a devil. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything much about my neighbors because some of them watch. But, but everybody's got that neighbor 
And it's just like, no matter what you do, they're going to pick on it, right? Say something to you, and you're like, call me a peanut, I'll go up your nose. What did that woman say? That's a woman? That's what you want to say. But he, right? Here, here, here's, here, here. <laughs> you carry the glory. I don't want to let some trivial fleshly thing stop the glory from operating through me. Amen. We, we talk about take, taking the low road or, or whatever the case may be. Folks, that's just humility. And the most outstanding characteristic of Jesus, he said, come and learn of me. I am meek and lowly. I'm humble. Offended people are prideful people. Well, they hurt my feelings. That's pride. That's pride. If, If you're not just holding your feelings out there as the most important thing in the world, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because I, I'm carrying the glory. I have something more important than getting offended or being right. Isn't, isn't that right? See, I, 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 that, that, that is where people that is where people diminish and make light of what's in them. I got to let the greater one answer those situations. When we talk about walking in love, what do we talk about mostly walking in love? Don't get offended. Don't get your feelings hurt. We, we got to do that. We got to let love have the ascendancy in our life. And love is who God is. And who lives in you? God. Who, who are you the temple of? God. So you're the temple of love. So you have access to all the love you will ever need to walk in love and not be offended. Go, go to Romans 5. We'll come back to Romans 8. Go to Romans 5 and 5. Am I helping you with this at all? Verse 5. And hope does not make a shame because the love of God. Now notice there's that word of again. It's the God kind of love. It's love that came directly from God. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. When you read that in different translations and you look at it in the Greek, it means that the love of God is constantly being poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. So no matter what you face, you have an ample supply of God's love to answer it. But you've got to access it. Yeah, but they really did me bad. I understand. But you carry the glory. You know, just because they really did you bad doesn't mean you're allowed to be offended at them. Doesn't mean they got to be your best buddy. Right? Hallelujah. But you got to make a choice. I carry the glory. I'm not going to be offended at them. I'm not. There are people. Can I tell you a story? There was a guy one time at the church in Kansas. He was, he was just making problems. And uh, he was really causing some big problems. He was helping with our, uh, our uh, uh, recovery room, which is our substance abuse program. 
And, and he was really making some problems. And it finally got to the point where I, was gonna, I had to ask him to leave. And he pulled up on a Tuesday night. I think it's Tuesday, maybe Thursday. He used to be on Thursday, right? Thursday. And uh, I saw him pull up in the parking lot, and I went out the front door and just walked over to his car. And he went to open his door, and I just put my leg up against his door. I said, no, don't even get out. Now, it's nice, but I said, don't even get out. And he said, what? I said, you, you got to go. I've been asking you not to do these things, and I've met with you, and I've talked to you, and you keep doing them. You got to go. Where am I going to go? I said, I don't know, but you got to go from here. Brother, I love you, but you're going to have to change that. Well, he went on down the road, and I ran the, the substance abuse program that night, and after the program, my phone rang, and it was him. He said, Pastor Steele. I said, yes, sir. He said, I hope I didn't offend you. I said, brother, I am unoffendable. I'm not mad at you, but I have sheep to protect. You know, if somebody was to break into your home, and try to harm your family, and you shot them. You didn't shoot them because you were mad at them. You had somebody that was more important. Is that right? It is more important that you preserve the glory than it is to be offended. So you can deal with things and not be offended. See, people think if you're not going to get offended, you just got to walk around and never stand up for yourself and, 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 and you know, uh, 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 never deal with anything. No, the true, the true evidence of spiritual maturity is I can deal with things and correct things and do it out of a spirit of love for the person, even though they may not understand it, but I'm not mad at them. I've never disciplined any of my children because they made me mad. I disciplined them because they did wrong. When a parent disciplines their child out of anger, that parent's offended at the child. That, that's free. But Romans 5.5, 5, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. Go back real quick to Romans 8. i got to hurry. Am I helping you with this? I'm, I'm probably only going to get here to point three. Qualify. What qualifies us? For the glory. Notice verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I found this so many years ago, and it was so wonderful to me. It, in, in the Greek, this Paul's asking a question, and it's like he's holding up a list. And he's asking the people in that church, okay, if God's for you, name them. Who can be against you? And he goes down the list and says, who? In, in the Greek, it's not who can be against you. It's if God's for you, who? Who? Do you, do you see that? Tell your neighbor, say, God's for you. No one can be against you. Now, see, your mind right there goes to all the people that are against you. The Bible says nobody can be against you. It means nobody can successfully be against you. Why? You're a carrier of the glory. God's for you. Isn't that good? If God made you a new creature, God made you righteous, and God is for you. He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, 
how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, if God gave Jesus up for you in the state that you were in, what is there possibly that he would not give you now? Nothing. Nothing. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. In the Greek, that's a question. It's who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Isn't it God that justifies? Now think about that. Isn't it God that justifies? Now the world says nobody can judge me but God. Well, see, that's, that's just because they want to sin. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Nobody can judge me but God. I'm not judging you. You're sinning. That's not judgment. That's truth. He's talking about the elect. Now, the elect, (laughs) this is not predestination. God elected somebody. Every person that Jesus died for, every person in the world is the elect. Every person is not going to receive it and walk in that status. But every person God elected to save them. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Isn't it God that justifies? Now think about that. Nobody else has to agree with God's choice. God justifies. (laughs) See, don't diminish yourself. God chose you. God, God himself personally justified you. You see that? Who's he that condemneth? Again, a question in the Greek. Isn't it Christ that died? Who can pronounce me guilty? Didn't, isn't it Jesus that died? Right? Rather is risen again. Who's at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of God? Or the love of Christ? Nobody can because it's in you. You can't be separated from it because it's in you. Nothing can separate you from it. Nothing can separate you from the glory. It's been given to you. You qualify. Look at Romans 6. I think we'll try to wrap it up with this. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Verse 4. Therefore, we're buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Not when we get to heaven right now. We walk in newness of life. For with, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. Now notice, have we? We have. We shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Now notice, that's not about the rapture. That's right now. 
if we were planted with Him, we died with Him, then when we were born again, uh, we're in the likeness of His resurrection. Well, what was He in the likeness of His resurrection? Well, according, according to the Scriptures, Jesus was, now understand this when I say this, He was the first man born again, not because He sinned, he, he was the first man that died to sin and came back in the likeness of God. My spirit is in the likeness of God. See, he's talking spiritually, not fleshly. I don't see the evidence of the resurrection in my flesh other than my spirit lives through me. My spirit was raised, my spirit was recreated and made new. I was raised from spiritual death the same way Jesus was raised from a physical grave. Oh, glory. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Hmm. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we're dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. Glory to God. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Now, wait a minute. I was raised with him. Death has no dominion over me. I'm a carrier of the glory. Death has no dominion over me. None. Death doesn't dominate me. Glory to God. We have no fear of death. None. Knowing, notice verse 10, for in that he died, he died to sin once. But in that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, wreck, now here's, here's something to see as we're wrapping this up. Reckon yourself. Go, go. Record the figures. Put it down on the books. You are dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you see that? You're alive, here it is, unto God. Remember, in that He died for all, we should henceforth not live unto ourselves, but unto Him that gave Himself for us. Notice what it says. It says here, uh, 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 reckon yourself alive unto God. Yield yourself to God. So I, I, now let me, let me finish. This word yield is something you do. I have to yield. And who do I yield myself to? God. Amen. Because I'm a new creature. I'm righteous in Christ. Huh. Do, you, do you see that? No one can be against me. God, I'm of God. And I'm yielding myself to Him. I'm a carrier of the glory. You're a carrier of the glory. So don't diminish who you are. Don't diminish it. By, talk, by talking about yourself in, in, in terms that are ungodly. To call yourself a sinner 
as a believer is ungodly. It's, it's in direct opposition to the word. To call yourself a failure is ungodly. It's in direct opposition to the word. Why? He made you a champion. He made you more than a conqueror. You're a Nike man. You're an overcomer. Amen. Isn't that right? That's good stuff, isn't it? Hallelujah. We'll pick up on point one in the next week or so. But I need you to see how you qualify for that. When you, when you go to bed tonight, you go to bed qualified. And you get up qualified. And nothing can change that. Nothing can change that. That's why he said height, depth, principalities, things present, things to come. Nothing will be able to separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you believe that? Amen. Stand up with me tonight, would you? As, as you do, just uh, put one hand on your heart. Lift the other to heaven. Say this out loud. Say, Father, I believe what I've heard tonight. I believe that I qualify to carry the glory. I choose to live to God and not for myself. I choose every day to live aware that I am the temple of the living God. And I qualify for the glory. Now, Lord, help me to see it in my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you tell your neighbor, say, you look like you've got the glory in you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe God. Amen. Well, don't forget, of course, Wednesday night. 7 o'clock, we'll be back here for another great faith-building message. We're believing God for great things. Pastor Michelle had great meetings in Jonesboro. Amen. Just people saved and healed by the power of God. We're so grateful for what God's doing. Amen. And uh, so we're, uh, we're going to get home and see her. She got home about 10 minutes before church. So God's good to us. Amen. Hallelujah. I get to see all you students tomorrow night. We might talk about the glory. I don't know. We'll see. Glory to God. Isn't God good? Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm sure glad you came to church tonight. Say it with me tonight, would you? The vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. You and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.